Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Welcome to another installment of a beautiful podcast. How are you this fine 27th of April, 2023? I am, as I record this, in Bangalore, India, where I've been speaking at the uh, Developer Summit, the Great Indian Developer Summit. Uh, my long-awaited return, I've been so looking forward to this. Uh, it's been several years since I've been here. I've had the privilege and the pleasure of being here, uh, not since before the pandemic, in fact. Uh, it's just been great to be here. I've been uh, you know, I, I've been doing my level head best. I always prepare when I come to India. I bring very stretchy pants because, you know, when I get here, I always come with a with a one weight and I leave with a little bit more weight than when I when I arrived. I love this country. I love this place. I love the food. I love the people. I love everything about it. The weather, the city, everything. It's just a great, great place to be, and I'm so happy to be back. Um, uh, but I have to run to a meeting, so let's get this show on the road. Today, I'm very excited uh, to welcome uh, both Sebastian Deleuze, who a recent article uh, described as working like a Greek hero, like as a as as in a, a Greek tragedy or comedy, right? A Greek hero uh, on all things Kotlin and spring and so on. Uh, and of course, James Ward. This episode was recorded at Kotlin Conf in Amsterdam a few weeks ago. Uh, it's a, it was a really interesting discussion with the two of them about all things spring boot and Kotlin and, uh, and, and so on. Uh, and it's just really interesting to talk about some of the new exciting things that they were going to announce at uh, Kotlin Conf, some of which we've then since recapped on this very show in the, uh, if nothing else, in the preamble. Uh, to the show. Um, but really, the conversation was really good. There's a whole discussion around uh, WebAssembly and the future of uh, Kotlin and so on. So, my friends, I hope you get something out of it. together he's calling me be fine web scale hey i got an idea let me go backwards web scale there you go yeah php how dare you web scale no you know what is web scale uh that's that's gonna be amazing it's good stuff um hey we're live from kotlin comp i tricked two people into being on this live stream they think we're gonna do a pre-recorded interview and it's gonna air after significant edits in a week so so hi hi Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I'm. Uh, I've got the. I'm not a bottle of water. Uh, Sebastian Deleuze, on the spring team. You've been on the show. I'm, I'm looking over here. I think. My my hand. You're on the right side in the picture, but you're on my left in real life. It's very confusing. Anyway, uh, um, they should mirror it. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> my brain is right meant for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay, Sebastian. Good to see you, my friend. You're on the spring team, and you're also uh, one of the uh, what's, knights of Kotlin. You know, like you're, you know, what a knight is. How do you, yeah, say, yeah. How do you say knight? Mm. Chevalier. Chevalier. Yeah, yeah, okay. Make sure it's the right translation. And yeah, that's it's a okay. cowboy too, right? Though. Yeah, yeah. Caballero in Spanish. Okay, and then of course uh, Google. Oh, oh, hi, hi. We're gonna do a live stream. You're welcome to be in it, but you're in it. Okay. <laughs> well, he was in it. Um. So anyway, uh, and then we've got James Ward, uh, Kotlin product manager over at Google. It is weird that it's not. Yeah, it's not mirrored. Yeah, it's so confusing it's, to me. It is. Uh, it's and tripping my brain. It, another thing that trips my brain out is uh, Kotlin in any context besides the JVM. Now, uh, this is one of the things that's kind of like really starting to heat up 
here. I meant to talk to him. It's one of the things that's really starting to the heat up here at uh, uh at, in the Kotlin world, mm -hmm. right? Because Kotlin has it started it it was born in on the JVM. Yeah. But it's gotten better and better and better, and now it's Kotlin. There's a Kotlin multi-platform. Uh, we talked. We've all we've all talked about that a lot in the last couple of years. I would think, right? It, it was officially because there were there used to be Kotlin JS. There, you know, it still is. And that was a separate thing. And then there was Kotlin native, and there was a separate thing. And then at some ah oh, more live stream. Okay. Um, so anyway, there's all these different things, and then I think they got put under an umbrella, Kotlin multi-platform. Right, that was new. That was yeah. the new, the unification of the platform. Yeah. When did that come out? Do we remember? Oh, quite a long time, I think. But it yeah. uh, it has been through a, a lot of cycle of uh, pre pre alpha alpha experimental. I'm not yeah. sure, but yeah, yeah. It, it's it's getting. I, I think it's it's getting close to to stable for mobile. Right. And outside of mobile, it takes a bit more time, but it's it's it's, it's quite usable right now. I think that's. So the so when you talk about mobile, again, Kotlin has been it's it's dominant in Android, right? Yeah. But you're not just talking about Android anymore. You're talking about like iOS. You know, people are using Kotlin in iOS, and it's not just Kotlin native, right? You're talking about Kotlin and what? What is the other use case there? Like the different backends for Kotlin yeah. multi-platform. Is there so an you iOS? have you have Kotlin native, which can target native operating systems, so Windows, Mac, Linux can also target uh, iOS. Right. Uh, and then you have Kotlin JS, which is targeting JavaScript. Uh, you have Kotlin Wasm, the new kind of exciting um, new backend. Uh, and then you have, um, what other backends? Any other backends? Or... I don't think we are good. I, isn't that enough? If you make any of those work as well as the Kotlin the JVM does, you, you've got a winner. Yeah, and and uh, one fun thing is that uh, Kotlin native there is this uh, hierarchical multi-platform support where native is uh, has a lot of variant. I think there is 25 variant and more because it's using underneath LLVM, and so and that's also an issue for people doing native development because you right. need to so you you can write your common native your common codes common native code, and after you you begin to put the variant for the watch, for the regular iOS, for et cetera. And it can be a bit tricky to um, to manage. And also, you need to create various compilation outputs. And that's where platforms like JVM, uh, uh, GS, or uh, the new WASM platform, you have a single, uh, basically, uh, artifact to deploy. Right. And life is simpler. <laughs> yeah. OK. Well, OK. So why couldn't it all just be WASM? So let's talk about Wasm. What is Wasm? Wasm. That's WebAssembly. It's I know I know what WebAssembly is because we are all constantly reminded by all the Go developers how much better they are, because oh no, Rust developers Rust, because they can yeah. use a they can use WebAssembly. So yeah. how come we didn't have WebAssembly before available to us in the Kotlin world? What's the uh, I think the thing that unblocked experience. it was Wasm GC. Uh -huh. So in a garbage collected language, you need some support for garbage collection. And this is why I think Rust got to Wasm faster was because it's not GC. Reference. And so they didn't have to worry about that piece. But then when Wasm GC support was added in Chrome 110-ish, and I don't know the Firefox version, um, that kind of unlocked Kotlin Wasm to be able to, to, to like be a legitimate option. Now, how good is that? Like, it, so, Okay, as you know, we when we do the GraalVM stuff, both of you know, when we do the GraalVM native image stuff, 
we say it starts up fast, takes less memory, but the garbage collector isn't yet on par with the JVM's garbage collector. I suspect it'll get there. There's no doubt it'll get there eventually, right? Uh, maybe even sooner rather than later. How good is the garbage collection stuff inside of WebAssembly? If I generate the same amount of garbage I do in my normal... I think that's a bit different because uh, with WebAssembly, the garbage collector is part of the host, so it's not shipped with your uh, program. Right. Like in GraalVM, you are basically compiling your applications, the libraries, and the GC. Mm -hmm. And uh, GraalVM has already multiple garbage collectors, so you right. can choose. Here, your, your, the, the WasmGC proposal is really about uh, providing a structured output that is uh, suitable for uh, modern statically type languages, right. like Kotlin, Dart, Java, etc. And it has nothing about uh, the garbage collection itself. It's the responsibility of the host, based on this structure, to perform various uh, type of garbage collection. And I can imagine that for server-side workload, we could have some no-op GC because if you just pop up wasm time, wasm edge, or other runtimes, you just run your workload and you, you shut down. You don't really care. Right. Uh, but for some long-running uh, program, you could have various kind of GC. And I think we could even have some pluggable GC architecture where basically you deploy an application. You don't really know. I mean, it's, it's similar to what we have in the GVM, but yeah. again, with Wasm, the scope is wider because you can go to the browser. Uh, you have various other benefits in terms of security. You can basically just also compile native program to that, where right. the, well, the GVM bytecode is really tied to, to Java. So. so right now I can use Kotlin. Uh, well, in theory, WebAssembly can talk to the native operating system specific stuff. You don't have to run WebAssembly in a browser, contrary to the name, right? No, so, so WebAssembly uh, is a pure compute engine, a pure compute engine, and can do can do nothing. Right. Uh, pure WebAssembly. Uh, then you have WASI, you have interaction integration with the GS ecosystem that can allow you to do something. But right. at the origin, pure WebAssembly workload, the pure WebAssembly module can do nothing, nothing, and that's a good thing in terms of security. Right. Very so that's where uh, the ecosystem is currently evolving with. Uh, WASI Preview 1, which is currently pretty widely used. WASI Preview 2, which is currently rebasing uh, this on top of WebAssembly component model, which is a new library and ultimate component model that is currently developed by, uh, by the W3C working group and community group. So it's, yeah, it's, it's so, so if you have a WASM file, if you run that in the browser, it can then DOM, it can use the JavaScript bridge to like talk to the DOM and, and JavaScript APIs. But you can't necessarily do that when you're in a non-browser WASM runtime. Yeah. But on the non-browser WASM runtimes, you have another option, which is WASI, yeah. which allows you to bridge to system calls. Yeah. And so you're going to want to bridge from your WASM program out to to the, the native platform, yeah. whatever that so is, like different ways to do that. ETK and Win32 apps or whatever in 10 years, maybe, or five years, or maybe next year, who knows? But I guess my question is, my, my understanding is that WebAssembly, if it's done correctly because it's pluggable, because the garbage collector, like you mentioned the JVM, there is actually a, what is it, Shenandoah? Is that the one where there's like no garbage collection, right? In Java, I'm it's sure a garbage. That's that one, but it, yeah, there, there is a garbage collector where it's a no basically no op. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that one is great for serverless because you, you want to start up, who cares how much garbage you're going to create because it's just going to respond to a function yeah. or something, and then it goes down, right? And then to the idea that you have a pluggable garbage collector is kind of interesting in that respect. But what I'm talking about is, uh, let's say I want a stateful sort of process. Maybe it's something that listens for messages in a queue or something using Kotlin and WebAssembly. Um, uh, it's just going to process messages in and out transactional all day long. Mm -hmm. How, you know, how do we know how good any of these hosts are for garbage collection on that kind of scale? 
I guess so I think in the browser, likely they're implementing garbage collection based on the existing JavaScript garbage collector okay. um, would be my assumption. The the non-browser WASM runtimes, I don't know if any of them have actually implemented the GC part of it yet. This is work in progress, uh, very early work in progress. But uh, yeah, both, uh, both WASM time and WASM edge have expressed interest into WASM GC and have currently uh, have, have started or are starting right now. Uh, supporting WasmGC, and I think what uh, so you you asked previously what is preventing wider adoption of Kotlin Wasm. So first, it's it's experimental, and the first usable version was released with Kotlin 1.8.20. So everything is super new. Okay, yeah. so it's yeah. all about maturity. Okay, uh, uh, so Kotlin Wasm is super new. Uh, then you have the GC support in the browser, which is not yet available without a flag. So you need to enable that. Uh, there is the origin trial that allow you to enable that for Chrome for specific website. But again, that's super new. Right. So we hope that will be available. So WasmGC is maturing for quite a long time. But I think we are really approaching the point where it will be av available without a flag in Chrome and Firefox. And wow. Safari has also started to work on that. What do you see, Andrew? No. How's, how's Microsoft doing on any of this? Uh, Edge is based on Chrome, so I mean, not on Chrome, but on the same engine, uh, right. etc. So it it gets when Chrome gets the support, uh, Edge gets the support. So no. When does no, Chrome no get problem. the support? Does it already have it? Uh, it has it via a flag. With a, with so, a flag. Yeah. With a flag. So uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess maybe in a few months we will get it without, but uh, not sure when. But it's it's approaching the point when we will have that without a flag. And this is uh, super important because for now it's not really usable uh, for the general public. For the general right. public, and, and so we are approaching that for the browser, for the Wasm runtime, like Wasm time, Wasm edge. It's it's the, the work has, has started seriously uh, maybe last last month. Uh, so we are really at the beginning of that. Uh, but I mean, to implement a knob GC, we could have something pretty fast. So I'm not sure. I don't have any. I mean, I'm not working myself on that, right. but. I guess I guess in the upcoming month we will begin to be able to run those workloads. So this is this is something that is a work in progress. There is also the WASI part, which is an area that is uh, really evolving a lot. So WASI Preview One is what is currently supported by the various uh, WASM runtimes. It's a low-level C-style ABI, uh, super low-level. Uh, so this is usable, but only for file system, clock, random, etc. No really network support, basic one, but not really usable. What we really want as developers is WASI Preview 2 and ongoing ver upcoming version yeah. that will provide network support, HTTP support. It will rebase WASI on top of the WASI component model, which is a very, very clever and nice component model that has been uh, designed for being usable for various languages. So this is all ongoing work. Um, and yeah, I hope that in a few months, those stuff will be stabilized and we will have GC plus WASI Preview 2, be able to create network application and have uh, basically languages like Kotlin, Dart, and other that maybe leverage a bit less JavaScript yeah. and target. Basically, we need the, the two targets. We need to be able to target JavaScript environment for the browser, mm -hmm. and we need to target WASI for the server side. So I guess there will be some kind of variant, like you declare if you are building a WASM plus JS program or WASM plus WASI program, because on the front end, you are interacting it's with like the JavaScript world. Compilation targets for yeah. runtime. The, the, the tricky point is how you achieve to have a... Um, 
a consistent ecosystem with not too much split between the two worlds, and that's where there is currently a bit of friction. Is there when you um, so when I so I don't have to specify the garbage collection when I compile my WebAssembly code, no. though. I can plug that in, so it's kind of right. I hate to say this. I hate. I hate to say this. It's right once run anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In that respect. Yeah. Um, that's the thing I keep hearing people talk about, which is people keep saying this is not just class files from Java. This is containers like Docker. This is the yeah. replacement for things. Yeah. Because you can just bring your app and it is truly a universal app. It runs, you know. You on, need a runtime. You need runtime. But, but again, so, I mean, the, there are some similarities with jar files. Sure. But it's, but jar, jar you need, you need a runtime, but that runtime uh, is, you're not tied to it. I don't need Java's, you know, uh, it's, and apparently you have runtimes everywhere. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a bit more complicated than that because, um, so there is a lot of different, uh, so there is this uh, JavaScript versus WASI thing where if you are creating a, a, a WASM plus WASI file and you, you want to run it in the browser, you need a kind of shim, a kind of adaptation layer yeah. uh, that will work on that depending on the complexity and et cetera. So that's the first thing. <clears throat> Uh, the, the other point is uh, WASI is not a monolithic thing. Uh, there is, uh, I think, uh, 15, 20 uh, ongoing WASI proposals. So WASI socket, WASI CLI, WASI HTTP, WASI file system, WASI clock, etc. Uh, WASI SQL. Uh, but the higher you go in the stack and the more controversial it is because maybe WASI SQL, you don't, you, you don't have all the SQL operation you want. So right. for file system, I think... For the system stuff, I'm not super worried. I think we will get something pretty usable, and and Dan Dan Goman and the, the the team working on that does an amazing job. For the the cloud uh, level, uh, it's more controversial because I mean we had some discussion in the in the Wasi bug tracker about what should be the scope of uh, a Wasi cloud core. Uh, should it contain SQL or not? Uh, originally, it was containing gRPC. I said maybe we should not. Put gRPC as a mandatory dependency. Yeah, this kind of discussion where different cloud vendors won't have the same vision of what should be in WASI Cloud Core. And here, um, yeah, I think we need to find a common ground where we can basically. So I, I think there is an individual proposal yeah. and there is a WASI world, which is basically defining a collection of WASI proposals used together and that are implemented by, by your runtime. So right. I think at some point we will have some runtime that will basically implement WASI Cloud Core. Uh, and here you will have portability, but maybe your runtime won't implement uh, specific WASI gRPC support, and then you will be only able to run on, on one and not the other. So, I mean, it's not magic. I mean, uh, I mean, I think WASM and the people working on WASI, and I mean, they are doing a great job, but at some point you have, uh, yeah, politics, strategy, sure. you need to make choice. Uh, and... Uh, but I, I think the technical work is pretty pretty great, and they are really listening feedbacks. So, from my so the you mentioned earlier, there's no you can do nothing when you start off with no other things. No IO, no. Room. I mean, there's yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's completely isolated, like a container, like a Docker image. Yeah, right? or like like JavaScript without right. any API. Right, yeah. and and so from that perspective, it makes it really secure. You yeah. can trust this thing, and because it's really small. You know, you have a runtime that provides some of the bulk, but basically it's just your code. Mm. Uh, these programs can live in, in places where it would be very painful maybe to, like, for example, embed a full JRE or a full .NET runtime or something like that, right? So you could have mm. them in the obvious places are like lambdas or whatever, but but you could also run them in the browser, right? How much we just 
we're going to show some WebAssembly in Kotlin. How big was our program? 256K, but your like Hello World one is was 11K or something? Yeah, I mean, uh, the reason going um, uh, big optimization in Kotlin 1.9 uh, done by Zalim and the team, so it, it, it's going to be smaller. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, that's 250. Basically, you're in a live stream again. Okay. Uh, there are images. You know, individual websites have images that are usually bigger than yeah. 256K, right? Yeah. The, the, the size is no longer an issue. You can bring Kotlin, you can bring Kotlin code almost into any context. You could even have it like in, you know, uh, I don't know, where would you put it? Like, the, like, the, the, hello world we, the hello world we have with the latest Kotlin 1.9 uh, is 3K. Basically. So 3K. Yeah. Yeah, so, that gives you a lot of options for where you can take this. Even As for, opposed to a even for public websites. Uh, so yeah. if you leverage this kind of optimization for server-side workloads, that, that, that can be interesting. Doesn't Kubernetes already have the option to basically deploy a WASM instead of deploying a Docker container? Yeah, there is some, some layer of integration. So basically, what Docker has integrated as way of running WASI workloads, yeah. and this is RunWASI, or I don't remember the name of the library, you can integrate it. It depends of your Kubernetes distribution, obviously. But there is, uh, yeah, there is option to run uh, WASM workloads like you run containers. Uh, that's amazing. And that's today. 20, so we're, we're live today. at Kotlin Conf. It's 12 April 2023. You know, we should definitely do this again in six months. And yeah. But okay. So we've it's got all moving really fast, which is yeah. super fast. Because you and I just did this. This Kotlin WebAssembly thing just came out 1.8.2, right? 20. 20 yeah. yeah. That was a few weeks ago. Yeah. We're, not, we're very new, right? This we, You and I did a presentation at DevOps Belgium. Uh, I, it's weird to say Belgium. I just think of it as DevOps, and then there's the other DevOps variants that have the extra word. We did that presentation. Couldn't do WebAssembly. No, it not easily. I think there were some experiments, but yeah. WASM GC was was really the unblocker. For yeah, yeah. Uh, and they cut uh, the Kotlin WASM people rebuilt the back end because initially it was built on LLVM, right? And they then rebuilt the back end to just go direct. From Kotlin IR to uh, to Wasm, yeah, and that's all happened in the last year or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's oh. okay. past, past few years. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you? Uh, I already. People, we're gonna just. He and I are gonna be doing ask our jokes and some nonsense tomorrow. It's gonna be okay. What are you gonna be talking about here? So tomorrow I have a talk about scaling to zero with either Spring plus RVM. So here we will explore the native image support in Spring Loop three. Mm -hmm. Uh, or Kotlin Wasm uh, and explore this new world of uh, basically uh, using Kotlin Wasm. So Kotlin Wasm is currently targeting the browser. Mm -hmm. I created an, an experimental project, which is called CoWasm, a few few weeks ago, a few months ago now, yeah. uh, to be able to basically use Kotlin Wasm to create Wasm plus Wasi server-side application and deploy them in a scale-to-zero fashion. So this is what I will present tomorrow. Amazing. Amazing, yeah. It really is. That, it, I don't know. It just seems so. Why, why would I use? Uh, so right now, today is the is Kotlin JS the better way to go for the browser, or like should we all be moving to WebAssembly? I guess is the question. Yeah, WebAssembly is not available without a flag, so yeah. you need to wait. But I I expect uh, Kotlin Wasm to be a nice replacement for Kotlin JS in a few a year. years, maybe. It, it takes yeah. a bit of time, but uh, yeah. I mean it it could happen pretty shortly as soon as uh, Kotlin Wasm mature. 
and as soon as uh, basically WasmGC is available without a flag in the in the free major browser, free of. So I I did a just simple, really simple test when I first dove into Kotlin Wasm to compare performance, and it was by no means like scientific. But I took a Fibonacci program and used Kotlin JS, ran it in Kotlin JS, took the same Fibonacci and did Kotlin Wasm. And it ran three times faster with like, there, like, and this is all like early days. There's like not even no really optimizations. optimizations like done to <laughs> yeah. this. And so like the fact that just side by side with no work, no optimization work, same code, three times faster, same code, exact yeah, same code. And there is an aspect that is super interesting is that you can leverage uh, some common tooling. So there is this binary tooling, which is created by Google. You, you basically feed it with, uh, so it has a WASM opt uh, executable. You feed it with a totally unoptimized Wasm file. Uh, and basically, I think the Kotlin Wasm did not spend too much time on crazy optimization because you provide this, this big and slow uh, Wasm file. You process it with Binarian, and the output is a 10 times smaller, 10 times faster. Uh, and, and that works with any language. It supports WasmGC. So this is a nice thing. I mean, the, uh, Oracle has, done, has put a lot of energy to optimize GVM, and that works for, for yeah. Kotlin GVM and Java, etc. Here, the optimization that uh, Google has spent crazy amount of time uh, working on Binarian, it works for any language. So for Kotlin, for Dart, for Rust, you 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 basically use the same optimi optimization uh, toolchain, and you don't uh, you you can basically avoid to spend uh, this time of engineering for each language. So that's wow. I think that's a game changer. Because you're doing it on the Kotlin, you're doing it on the WebAssembly code. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. just it it's like that. What's that thing we use in GraalVM to prune UPX? Is it? Ah, UPX is more pure compression. So right. It's, uh, it's it's pure compression, but uh, GraalVM itself is doing the optimization right. for for that. Yeah, so because the WASM file, the WASM is just this, like, I don't know, IR of, yeah. of, of, course, yeah. of, you know, some representation of running things. Right. And so, of course, you could unravel that and mm -hmm. optimize hot loops, you know, do yeah. whatever, right? Like, or tight loops. And so, it, it, I think that what's really interesting is that this is kind of the first time that we've had a portable bytecode that is, agnostic to the underlying architecture right and platform and so we besides java i mean jar yeah but like, just, i mean the browser like is not accessible i mean plugins plugins are dead uh, applet yeah. are dead yeah and so yeah uh, i know I what mean, you're saying yeah given by code remains specific uh close to java i mean yeah. kotlin was able to adapt because it, it it is close to java semantics sure but i mean for rust for c for c plus uh, gvm uh, don't don't is not useful yeah. if you want to target the browser it's not useful uh, gvm has access to all the the file system etc so it's not designed like node.js right. or the browser where you have a pure compute uh, unit and then you you can carefully give some right, et cetera. And we have not talked about uh, capability-based security, which is another topic, but maybe not for today. So yeah, it's, yeah, you could have the impression that, yeah, it's another bytecode like the, the GVM in, in practice. Yeah, it shares a lot of common characteristic, but it's, uh, it's, it's much more. I think the biggest shared. difference is that in uh, Java bytecode and class files, it's, they're really modeled after the Java source, yeah, right? right? Yeah. Whereas uh, bytecode, for WASM is really modeled after the the like execution primitives that you want to actually run on the CPU. Yeah. Right. And so 
Yeah, so I think it's it's totally a, a different way to look at it. I think the most similar thing is LLVM bitcode. Yeah, it's, it's a roll of LLVM. Except the LLVM bitcode is architecture dependent, right? right. So it's not portable like like yeah. Wasm is. And except you can compile a pretty fast WebAssembly bytecode where LLVM is notoriously slow for various reasons. Which, speaking of slow compilation, mm-hmm. recently GraalVM added support for RISC, RISC, mm-hmm. as a target and there's a line at the very bottom of that mm. this release announcement saying this might this work done to make risk a target for graal vm native images could in theory bear fruit one day in the far future for something like WebAssembly. okay and now would that do you know anything about that do we have any ideas on whether graal is actually working on WebAssembly or something or like because mm-hmm. that would be interesting too is if you could take your GraalVM native image. And that also, there's Truffle VM, so you can get a lot of things to go to yeah, native it's, image. It's, it's not as good. It's different beast. Uh, uh, GraalVM is based on LLVM, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, Which also has a... But it, it may be interested yeah. as they work on that, but I, I have no information on that. And I know LLVM has a WebAssembly. Uh, I mean, that's how the WebAssembly... Yeah, but it's... it's you know, so LLVM is slow. Uh, LLVM is not really the right tool chain to target WasmGC. It's mm-hmm. more to target WasM plus linear memory. So... I don't think using LLVM for um, modern statically typed languages is a good idea. And that's why uh, Kotlin stopped to use Kotlin native with the LLVM toolchain and just created its own well, optimized WasmGC uh, toolchain and then uh, use Binarian to optimize that. It's, uh, it's a different, uh, different paradigm. Amazing. Anything else we should add? Oh, by the way, there's some questions here. I don't know. Ambu says hello uh, to the Greek hero. Uh, that one right there. <laughs> Did you see the blog yesterday? Yeah. Somebody so tried. Somebody described him as working like a Greek hero, which is it was, epic. It's mythic in 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 its uh, semantics. Uh, Abel from uh, you know all sorts of cool stuff. He says greetings, high spring champions from. Um, let me see. I'm gonna put these up there. Uh, high spring champions says Khaled. Hi, buddy. How good to see you. Uh, salut, uh, Sebastian. Represent. Yep, that's true. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, no problem. I was thanks to these two for joining us. Uh, I think an interesting analogy is using LLVM for compilation. Uh, I think I don't. Did we just talk about that? Um, I don't even. I think we. I'm not sure if they. We. I think I brought that up and then I got dismissed. Is that right? <laughs> it is interesting. Epic to see three gurus. There's two, and then there's me. There's a difference. I have the coffee though, so you know. Okay. Um, good. Anything else before we get, we have? Oh, to you know, we should say that our talk is going to be live streamed. Well, all of our talks are going to be live yeah. streamed. Oh, right? oh, yeah, tomorrow. Kotlin Comp. It's, is it free? Do you have to like have a ticket or something? I don't know. I think that's free. I think. I don't know. Why would wait if it's live stream? Why don't we just do it from home? Why do we have to? <laughs> because I'm we ha- are in a pretty nice venue. We are in the nicest venue. Mm. This is the speaker room. I'm gonna don't tell anybody. Look at this place. Tour. Look at this place, people. This is the speaker room. Trust me, most of us haven't ever been in a room like this. And that outside is, I'm not sure if you can see it because this laptop camera is pretty crap, but that's Amsterdam. It's beautiful. Oh, that, that's why. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So join, I guess you go to kotlincomp.com or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And they will put a link. I okay. think. Oh, good. When, so when is your presentation uh, tomorrow afternoon i don't remember exactly around 4 p.m but i don't remember exactly Amsterdam time so if you're not Amsterdam in western time. europe yeah. then make sure you do the delta there and ours is like 11 in the morning yeah uh amsterdam time yeah 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 so okay good everybody uh thanks for hanging out we have to go get um 
I'm sure they have sandwiches and absinthe or something. I don't know. What do they? It's, it's the Netherlands. It's probably going to be great. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining me, gentlemen. Bye. A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm Josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.